three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Mama, is Master gonna sell us tomorrow? <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I figured I'd start with that slate, that Negro spiritual from bringing down the house. Uh, this is The Real Pie Apple. It's your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're having a great night, day, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. I'm gonna get this over with quick. I've got a review for Emancipation, Will Smith's quote, comeback, unquote, role. Uh, it is directed by the great Antoine Fuqua, who, of course, you know from directing one of the best films in the last 30 years from Training Day, uh, was a producer on Southpaw, directed both Equalizer films, uh, which, uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you know I'm a huge fan of. was also a producer on uh, Bullet Train as, uh, as well, and is an executive producer on Mayor of uh, Kingstown, which is actually really good if you haven't watched that yet so all right let's just jump in here um all right will smith is back in another film which is let's be clear made to get oscar buzz made to get oscar nominations it won't um at least not in the big categories and look will smith i've you know i talked about the slap i i'm more more than even I wanted to. I just kind of want this shit to go away. But at the same time, this is something that he did, so we do need to talk about it. So I will simply say that there is a level of grossness to the fact that Will Smith plays King Richard, this, you know, Richard Williams, this abusive, shitty black father. He's awarded for an Oscar, literally awarding bad behavior, considering he slapped chris rock and then got the oscar and so you know he goes off in the hiding um you know assuming jada let him and and comes back and he's doing this and what i'll say is from a technical standpoint this movie is very well done um outside of that is where i have my biggest issues so uh, gonna go through this real quick. So, uh, January first, eighteen sixty-three, President Lincoln proclaimed enslaved people in, in uh, rebel states to be free. In Louisiana alone, three hundred fifty thousand enslaved people faced the choice to either remain in bondage and wait for the Union Army to liberate them, or to take freedom for themselves. And for me, that's where. I mean, you have a solid foundation, at least got a basis on, but Will Smith plays Peter, who is separated from his family, uh, taken into slavery, and then it's all about him escaping his captors and going ahead and getting to Louisiana, where he ends up becoming uh, a soldier and fighting against uh, his oppressor's ideals and maybe even his actual oppressors. So, uh, Will Smith... I I think Will Smith gets a bad rep on this on 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 this um, uh, from this front. I think Will Smith is a really not just a good actor, but I think he's become a great actor. I will give him no credit for King Richard because King Richard sucks ass, 
But what I will say is when you look at him in even like Bad Boys 3, or Bad Boys for Life, pardon me, uh, it should be, why not say that for the fourth film, but whatever. Um, even some like Gemini Man, which I know is not a great movie, but I think he's actually good in it. Um, you know, even something like, um, oh gosh, uh, why am I blinking? Even something like uh, in Men in Black 3, which I know the Men in Black franchise was past its time uh, at that point. But, you know, you look at stuff like Hancock, you look at stuff like I Am Legend, uh, you look at stuff like Hitch, like, you know, you look at stuff like iRobot. Will Smith has been able to transcend genres, whether it's rom-coms, whether it's sci-fi, whether it's dramas. Will Smith's been able to do it all. And I, I, I find that incredibly impressive. And I do think that because of, you know, him going slap happy, we do need to keep in perspective that he is a great actor, uh, whether, you know, whether we like it or not. He, he, he is a great actor. Here, he's doing that concussion, uh, tell the truth, he's doing that accent, and I just found it so jarring, it's really jarring, because he's doing it throughout the whole film. Now, credit to him, he keeps up the mac, uh, he keeps up the accent for most of the film, but it's just one of those things I went, this is a bad choice, I don't like this, eh, please stop. Um, uh, Will, his big... I guess I'd say antagonist would be Ben Foster's uh, Jim uh, Fassel. And you, of course, know Ben Foster from several things. Most likely, the thing you know him from is going to be Hell or High Water or 310 Yuma. Uh, he's excellent in both of those, by the way. But Ben Foster's been in the game for a while. He's great in Hustle uh, as well, which I didn't review, but it's well worth your time, as well as Rock and Roll uh, uh, Hostels. Uh, ben Foster's been in a lot of shit, and what I will say is that Ben Foster, if you need someone to play a piece of shit, you get Ben Foster, because he's really great at playing a piece of shit. There's this one speech that he gives near where they've been chasing Peter, and they stop to make camp for the night, and Ben Foster's gym talks about this one time where basically... Uh, he talks about how, oh, we had, you know, we had a black slave and she lived in the house and, you know, she cooked for me and, and raised me and how embarrassed he was by her for this reason. And I'll leave that that. I'll let the story speak for itself. But it's one of those things that where he when he tells you the story, I just went, wow, you're a fucking monster. And th that's just the thing with these sort of movies is that I've seen these movies. I've seen these movies done way better. If you want to see a great slave film, watch 12 Years a Slave. It's right fucking there. The score is better. The direction's better. The performances are better. That actually won Oscars. I, 12 Years a Slave is great. Watch uh, Roots, the original version or the remake. The remake is actually really fucking great. But I just, the more I watch this, the more it just kind of hammers home what I've been thinking for like, really pretty much since I started podcasts is this, I'm so sick of Black Pain being that like the line or being the, the floor in some cases for studios. Like I, I'm just over it. I, when I think about Apple TV producing something uh, like Swan Song with Mahershala Ali, two time Oscar winner Mahershala Ali, by the way, when I think about something like Swan Song and how that was barely fucking advertised and that's a 
great sci-fi movie with black people and people of color because Aquafina is great in that as well. Uh, when I think about something like Swan Song and how that was barely advertised, and then I think about I was seeing advertising for Emancipation on channels I wasn't even on for Apple TV. I'm like, what the fuck am I seeing this advertisement? It, it just it really pisses me off because it just speaks to what uh, what the um, what the priorities are. It's all about pushing black pain, not pushing black excellence, which is why when something like Wakanda Forever comes out and does super well and people are like, oh, why do we need a why do we need a black Iron Man? Why do we need a female Iron Man? Blah, blah, blah. You know, those fucking morons who say that shit. This is why, because we don't always need to see black people in fucking chains getting whipped. And I don't understand. I rise to said it like Stewie Griffin slightly there. Shut up. But I, but it's one of those things that really does piss me off because what you're saying is that that's all we are. We can only play slaves. And it's like, nah, damn that. We can play fucking anything we fucking want. So, f- yeah. So, but here's kind of the cruel irony in everything I just said. Considering how the public education system is heading right now, looking at you, Texas and Florida, because you have terrible fucking governors who suck dick. Uh, But yeah, yeah, fuck you, DeSantis. Fuck you, Abbott. Movies like this might be the only way to actually remind people that slavery was a thing, which is what's so fucking sad about it. So movies like this might need to be a necessity moving forward, which if that's the case, fine. But let me just say this. Not everything needs to be black people being slaves. We can get black people in, like, something like Nope. We should see more stuff like Nope. We should see more stuff like Wakanda Forever. We should see more stuff like Swan Song. Give me some black people in shit that is not just slave shit. I, I've talked about the film at multiple points on the podcast, uh, the reviews on the channel, if you're curious, but this movie, Nine Days, that Winston Duke stars in, in uh, with Zazie Beetz uh, and Benedict Wong, is fucking excellent. And that's a movie that went so under the radar. But watch shit like that. Don't just watch the slave shit. I, I will say, I think there are some some action beats that are done here really well. Because watching Peter run through the swamp trying to escape uh, the men who want to capture him, you know, it's basically, you know... Yeah, it's essentially Slave Master Metal Gear Solid, which admittedly is pretty funny. The only thing missing was that in the in the red question mark. But I, pardon me, there is a scene where he is, of course, on the run and he goes ahead and encounters an, uh, an alligator. And I will say uh, you, you'll see that you see that in the trailer. So it's not really a spoiler, but I thought that scene was actually thrilling. And that scene was actually very well done and very well filmed. And I've mentioned Antoine Fuqua before uh, earlier in the review. The action stuff is really well handled. There is this giant ass battle near the end of the film that I went, wow, this is really well filmed. I can tell what's happening. Um, the, the violence is, is crazy. And there is one scene in this movie that I will give Will Smith credit for from an acting perspective. There's a point where he goes ahead and meets the general... Um, once once he goes ahead and gets to Louisiana and you know they flat out basically go like yeah you're not ready for the field and you know he basically goes you know they whipped me they took my identity they spat on me they called me they called me nigger and you know they never broke me and it's one of those rare scenes in the film 
from Will Smith from an acting perspective that I went, oh, okay, you can do this. Like, I know this gear is there. I just don't think it's a gear that he really is super interested in the tapping into too often. But in that moment, I really did go, damn, okay, that was very well done. This It goes back to what I keep saying. There, um, I'll be honest, out of all the movies I've watched recently, this is probably the one I have the least amount of uh, notes on as far as stuff because I just there's just a point I went I don't need to take notes on this like it there's really nothing about this that's standing out or is really making me even want to take aggressive notes I I, I will say these little white kids talking about you know saying nigger and and being like runner runner there's a moment where this white girl sees Peter running and she just starts she just rings this gong like it's fucking dinner time. It's like, runner, runner. I was like, I would have kicked that little white girl in the fucking face if, if I knew she had ratted me out. Like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, there's some there's some great stuff here from a technical standpoint. Um, ben Foster's a piece of shit. You know, like I said, he plays that really well. Um, will Smith's, uh, or Peter's family in this, um, including uh, his wife, who's uh, uh, Dodine, is what I'm going to go with who's played by uh, Charmaine uh, Bingwa. His family gets so little shine and so little, like, development. They really are props. It really is Peter's story. But considering he's supposed to be fighting to get back to them, I'm sitting there going, can I get a little backstory on his family? Can I learn what they like or if they like crackers or uh, not the ones that are enslaving them? But if could, <laughs> but do they like crackers? What's their favorite color? Do they... We just don't get any information on his family. So there's really no emotional attachment or any reason for me to care outside of the fact, you know, it's a black guy and I want him to escape slavery. But that's kind of how hollow the film is in general. The film is written by... Oh, I had the name here. It's written by Bill uh, College. And I have to bring this up because this kind of hammers home another issue that I have with the whole slave film genre. If you're doing a slave film, and, and I rarely deal in absolutes, if, as you've, <laughs> if you've listened to the podcast, you know that's that's the case. I just don't think white people should be writing slave films anymore because this is the same motherfucker who wrote Exodus, Gods, and Kings, and I'm not even going to get into all the issues that that movie has, let alone the representation, the whitewashing. So, yeah, I don't really need white people writing slave shit. Now, oh, God, what's her name? Uh, Catherine uh, Bigelow uh, directed Detroit, which is an excellent film. It's hard as fuck to watch, but it's an excellent film. So I'm not saying, you know, obviously I've seen, you know, white people handle stories with people of color with incredible grace and be able to knock it out of the park. Um, this motherfucker, I don't think is one of those people at all. And this just hammers home my point. So because of the technical aspects of the movie, um, I'll give this a C minus, but I have to bring up what I kind of mentioned earlier. The fact that Will Smith does this terrible thing in front of millions of people, in front of all his peers, and the first thing he decides to come back and do is a slave film to potentially give him another Oscar. There's a level of whorishness and just tone deafness to taking this role that I really think people are just not acknowledging. And I really wish people would actually have the guts to call him on this shit because it's fucking gross that he took this role and it's pretty shitty that Apple TV is pushing this 
this film in particular when they weren't pushing something like Swan Song, which is a much better film, and actually could have gotten some buzz and actually gotten some people interested. So yeah, C minus for this, and that's actually probably being too kind. But Emancipation from Jada. So, uh, <coughs> pardon me, just Emancipation. Have you seen it? What did you think of it? You can let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow me on Instagram as well at jhunterrealpineapple. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Most uh, Definitely give us a rating. It definitely helps out the podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts, to name a few, at The Real Pineapple. You can follow me on TikTok at BlackShazam775. You can follow me on uh, Letterboxd at BlackShazam. And don't forget to like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll have reviews come up here soon for Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Fablemans, uh, She Said, Empire of Light, uh, just to name a few. We're going to have, uh, finally, our best and worst of will be dropping on January 29th, both reviews on the same day. I love doing that. I love doing that review, so I cannot wait to get that out to all y'all. But everyone, please stay safe out there. I hope your New Year's getting started off on the right foot. Uh, Take care of each other. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll talk to you soon.